Live and direct, it's Mets and a Monk. Kick Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Here we are. Where do you want to go, Lama? I want to go with you. On a little ride? On a journey, man. On a journey? We've been on a journey. Oh. So you want to continue the journey? Right through the hood. Okay. We can do that. A ride by. Okay. Yep. And just enjoy the view or like maybe talk about something. Nah, recovery ride by. Okay. You All know, right. That, yep. that front seat conversation about where we are, where we were. Mm-hmm. And how we're dealing with where we're going. Oh man, that that's that's a good idea. I like the sounds of it. So, what do you want to do as far as that direction is concerned, my friend? Uh, I'm just thinking about where my feet are. Mm-hmm. Being present. Back at it again. Back at it, man. I'm a guy who's always thinking about the present. Yeah, you you've done that now for for a while, right? You keep it in the now as much as possible. Yeah, well, my age, you know, that's that's a guaranteed place, at least, as much as there is a guarantee. But it also, yeah, I mean, it keeps me present. I'm not, you know, I can't, it's where the mind goes. You know, my mind just wants to go forward. And there are enough memories behind it. So I just try to be awake and aware in the present, mm-hmm. doing what we do here on Radical, Radical Recovery, Recovery Radio. Radio. Dig it. Mets and a monk, kid. Mets and a monk. A monk and a... Mets. Doing this for you out there who are just like us. Everybody dealing with a struggle, dealing with life, dealing with dealing. Yeah, dealing dealing with seriousness. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of what's on my mind today is to talk about seriousness and getting down to action. What's serious for you? Serious, I think, is is essential with time. You know, there's there's moments in anybody's story or or uh, or history where they've had to take action and get serious, or else. Well, as you would say, Matt's, you only get traction if you're doing the action. Yep, yep, and I I honestly believe that a lot of the times, for myself or anyone, people getting caught up in the committee. <laughs> an indecision and you know or distracted and they get away from taking action and doing what they need to do for themselves and then you know that goes on long enough or you never take that first step to ask for help and then before you know it you're groveling for help man it's it's not it's not pretty no not at all we never think ahead you know and i'm not talking about projecting about thinking of the future it's just thinking about that little next step in the present You know, that this is okay. I'm not thinking about what's going to happen next because of this. You know, taking the action and not understanding the reaction Mm -hmm. to the action. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a story of my life in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm sure it was with you. Yeah, I I am still caught up a little bit in, in my thoughts and just being straight with you, like, when it comes to taking action and doing something about where we're at and what's going on, like if I get a thought to send somebody a nice text or I got to I gotta reach out and make a phone call, sometimes I have to stop and just handle that versus like put it in the back of the mind and wait to see that stuff, re- you know, come up later on because if I don't take action, especially same thing goes in the morning. If I don't take time to get quiet and settle down, like it's probably not going to happen as the day unfolds. 
No, because the action starts in the beginning, in, in, in the start of the day, you know, when everybody, that's the time for me when I open my shrine first thing in the morning, I do a little ritual practice, but I sit. Um, for a lot of people, that'll be the time of prayer and reflection. But if I don't take that action, then, uh, man, the rest of my day, at the end of the day, um, I can look back and see that, that if I hadn't taken the action right away, then it just gets behind me, man, it just... Yeah. It, it could be like putting this podcast on pause and picking up the phone and asking for help and networking and or researching whatever you have to do in order to take that next step to be in recovery because we're only going to be able to take any person so far um and the goal of this podcast is to help just one person you know to to reach out and ask for help so when it comes down to it just like being able to drop everything and do exactly what you need to do in order to save yourself or someone for sure that's a how many times have in this arena that we live in um that the as we've said in the past the shoulda coulda wouldas the if i had taken the action what would have happened what mm -hmm. what would have been the reaction to my action and uh i always try i know you do i always try to i'm not speaking for you but Go i ahead. Go I, ahead, I, boss. I, you know i always try to to make sure that i'm not letting the moment slip by yeah not squandering the opportunity not squandering your life not at all that came up for you over the past week or so, that word squander. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it, it's just, uh, again, another, another rugged couple of weeks here in the world of recovery. And for those who haven't gotten a chance or didn't take the chance or didn't take the action um, to reach out and, and call for help, and uh, suddenly you're getting the call, and it's... Uh, it's it's that moment where you just go, damn, what if I shoulda, coulda, woulda done something? And it's, you know, for me, it's not, I don't know whether now, Matt's if it's the, the Buddhist thing in me or just the age thing in me, when I look at most of my life has passed and, um, you know, I kind of think that, that I can go for a long time, but it, it's uh, when I look at how much has gone by, 74 years, I don't have another 74 in front. So every moment becomes, becomes important. And at the end of the day, when I look at my day, you know, I, 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 try to, I try to break it down into what I did for me, my recovery, my life, and what I've done for others. It's a good, good way to, to check in you know, especially towards the end of the day to see how much kind of life took place and to be able to like, I was, I was, you know, at, at a friend's place the other day and he was talking about being diagnosed with, uh, with terminal cancer and he said something and I, it was one of those things where I kept repeating it in my own head after he said it. He's like, I'm finally living the way I should have. Hmm. lived and i just you know i just let that let that really sink in and kept listening to him about it and uh because it's really true it's really true you know it's 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 one of those things whether you squander the time or you don't take the time seriously to put the investment in yourself you know and and be able to pack something um 
of value into the day. Um, it's, uh, it, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone has some level of regret that they didn't fully seize a day and for some of us not seizing years and or moments, not fully seizing moments, you know, and um, it's one of those things that we can never get back, man. It's that dude. Here it comes. Nice. Dude. I thought, you know, that you've been saying dude. And then sometimes you go, ah. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to get going here on a rant. Dave, when you said squander, there's a there's an old Zen gata or um, prayer or statement that um, that was over the door of the entrance of the meditation hall of the San Francisco Zen Center. And it said, life and death are of supreme importance. Time swiftly passes by and opportunity is lost. Each of us must strive to hasten. No, each of us must strive to uh, to take advantage, hasten. Now, and I can't remember it, man. But it's basically life passes by and opportunity is lost. Each of us, each of us must strive to awaken, awaken. Do yeah. not squander your life. I have some some dear friends that are uh, incarcerated, you know, and there were times where we were both in recovery together, and now they're uh, they're just you know spending their time incarcerated, and uh, my heart goes out to them and their family because I I know that almost yeah I'll just say it almost everybody I've met that has the affliction of alcoholism or addiction is at their truest self like awesome people and to know that like they're in there and they're not able to spend the time the way they really want to and and i and i also like it you know being up there from time to time hearing the doors click and being really grateful to be able to walk out of those facilities um the the only other thing i really wanted to say about it is is that I know, I know that they they didn't seize the seriousness and the opportunity and the continuation, and I I feel very fortunate to have seized it just for now, you know, staying in the now, staying present because that's all we have. But to be able to seize it for now, man, um, I can't I can't underestimate the power of action and and the seriousness that needs to come come with it because as they say, jails, institutions, and death. Um, and, and then the other thing that happens too, and I know a lot of our listeners already know this, but dying from the neck up again and just hurting everybody in your path for quite a while because the body can go through an awful lot. I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that have put their body through so much. So they know that, that it's an option to die from the neck up again. And that's to me, that's also a tragic way to go about time. So anyhow. Yeah, and this is terminal. You know, I mean, it's somewhere I read that, you know, I'll die with it. I may not die from it, but I'll die with it. And and talking about, you know, incarceration, that not all prisons have bars. And your friend who got the diagnosis of cancer, I know how that is. But we get a diagnosis. I know in my, in my active use, I mean, I got a diagnosis. Um, several times I got a diagnosis, but I didn't heed... I didn't heed it, and I continued on with my terminal illness. And you know, when you this friend of mine from 
last week that um, you know he got he got a diagnosis. He had a, two ODs and revived, and he's uh, you know didn't didn't heed the diagnosis and uh, wound up um, being a terminal a terminal. So it, it's. Um, it's uh, crazy, you know, and, yeah. and and here we here we what's what what's the difference between us and them? We all got the diagnosis, and you and I are sitting here, um, no bars in this booth, uh, both in pretty good health, considering what yeah. we've done to ourselves. Yeah, what separates people? You know, I'm not exactly sure, and that could be a long-winded answer from a lot of different people with so many different life experiences. But I would say that what, I think what helped me get on the other side of it was finally doing what I was told. I, I'd always had such a hard time at just doing what was asked of me. And, you know, go figure, uh, there was a lot of squandered time and opportunity and all that stuff because I didn't do what I was told. I was told that I needed to find and get in business with a power greater than myself um, and to keep that relationship going every morning. It was a suggestion to me and I've fallen in and out of this practice so I want to make that clear. But the communication with a higher power has got to be there. And so for what I did for a long, long time was that I did what, what someone would call the alcoholic role. Before my feet hit the ground, I would get on my knees and pray, you know, to, to stay away from that first drink or drug. And, um, and I still do that now, um, back on pace with it. And then the other thing I was doing for a little while, as soon as my feet hit the floor in the morning saying thank you, just saying thank you internally, um, but doing what I, was, what I was told, you know, the discipline of day in and day out, um, Going to support groups, taking a look through um, through some step work. You know, if twelve step work is your avenue, it was mine, still is, and and it's the same thing now too with like the eightfold path, and taking a look at that and understanding that a little differently um, or a little bit more intently. So it's it's that it's that spiritual life that that needs to continue to to thrive. So I would say I did what I was what, what what's been asked of me. And then it's the continuation of that, right? It's not like we climb our personal mountain, give everybody the prom wave, and then like, all right, yeah, good luck. It's then obviously trying to help somebody else climb their mountain, which I think is a part of your practice as well, man. Well, I don't think. I know it is. <laughs> yeah, because karma knows everybody's home address. Yep. And that's always been my higher power is, um, again, the reactions to my action. It's it's. Um, consequences mm -hmm. um, and every it's almost like physics every action has an equal and opposite reaction and with karma everything I do is building karma both good and bad and one thing I have to get off off the subject just for a second my brother okay show me the prom wave yeah is that like the, the queen's wave yeah basically we're actually able to do a visual today because we're doing a little video. So we're not yeah. only audio, yeah. we're, we're visual as well. So Same I, as it ever was. Same, same as, as it ever was. was. Here Videos, on Radical, Radical Recovery, Recovery Radio. Radio. 
something I want to get further into you or with you about is to talk further about in, intention. And I think that's a whole other subject that we're going to have to hit at another point because the intention of doing things uh, ahead of doing them, man, you know, I never realized how much karma was also involved with intention. So, you know. When people talk about Buddhism being a contemplative or a reflective practice, it's, I think of my mother when I was a little kid and she said, Tommy, I hope your brain is three seconds faster than your mouth. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's that right Tommy. speech thing. Hey, that Tommy. Right speech. Yeah, yep. Tommy. Tommy. But, but it is, if you look at all the things that we do, if we pause for three seconds before we do them, before we speak, before we act, before we respond, you know, most of a lot of what I've done in the past would change as far as how I speak to somebody or about somebody. And that's where that intention, the tension from intention. There's mm -hmm. a title for the linchpin, huh? Yeah, man, he's all over those. Yeah, he, is he is all so over those. He brings the title. Huge he fan. He brings the music. Which, which title do you like the, the most so far? There's, uh, there's quite a few now, I mean, because we've been on it. Yeah, I, I, the streets of ours are really, of course, an all-time uh, favorite of mine, but that's a social media one. Um, the Struggle is Real recently is, mm -hmm. uh, is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, the TIME that you did. With Mike. Mike's with, the man. It was Mike uh, G. it was Mets and a Mike and no Monk. That's right. But um, are you are you hurt by that? No, no. man. I get, of course not. Right. I get every. You don't have time for that. And at my age, you know what I do? I just replay. I just replay old episodes, and it's like <laughs> I don't remember them. You know. Well, thanks for asking me my favorite title. Yeah. Thank you. What was it? It was. Uh, it, what is it? Welcome to the demigods, or Welcome into the into the demigods? That was yeah. that was hot, man. Yeah. That was we, hot. This is a. Speaking of remembering, yeah. Did you ever have an old dog? Oh, you know, you sit in the living yeah. room with the dog for yeah, like man. an hour watching football or something. The the dog, the dog, not just a dog. The, the dog. dog of a lifetime for me. Dog sitting on your lap or head in your lap and everything, and then you get up and go into the kitchen for something. Uh, in the old days, it may have been a beer, and now it's like, you know, a hot tea or something. And you come back in, and the dog looks at you like, where have you been all my life? Mm -hmm. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me when I see people. That's me when I, when I try to remember to ask you what your favorite title was. Yeah, yeah. Um, dogs could be another episode. Yeah, they I like the intention know. part though. It's yep. the uh, it's in keeping with what we practice, um, and and you know if you don't know an intention, the the impact of intention, folks, just think about how many times have you said so? What's your point? That's, and yeah, what was your intention in saying it, and how did you say it? Yeah, you know and. Doing the right thing when other people are watching, is it because there's a level of self-interest and you want to be viewed a certain way? Or is it because in your heart of hearts you want to be a part of the solution? And I'll tell you what, too, for me, that took a long time. There was a point in time where self-interest was just off the charts. And I wasn't doing it just because it was the right thing to do. I mean, I was looking for the the spiritual uh, bucks to add up in a way, you know, and, and go figure. It, it didn't really add up that way because my intention was off. Nah. So I really didn't feel 
um, the uh, the payoff, if you will, of doing the right thing. Because I, I was just I was just doing what I was told then, right? And mm-hmm. we were talking about that earlier. But now it's like I I do this because I know in my heart of hearts it helps me feel um, complete. A Mets moment, folks. This is the monk. And this is the Mets. Telling you that you may not know when it's the right thing, but you'll always know when it's the wrong thing. Yeah. The uh, the woman that, that comes by, uh, Kelly Malloy here, she um, she was talking about that there is serotonin in your stomach as well as your brain, and that's where, you know, like you were going with that and and being able to pay attention to uh, to that to that intuition, to the stomach, to knowing something is wrong, gut feeling. Are we going into the neuro world now? I don't know much about it, but I do know that serotonin and getting that stuff rolling in the morning by having some protein and a little bit of carbs so that, that way there um, your brain can function properly in the morning, that's an important piece, my man. Is she on Facebook? She, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sarah? No, 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 Kelly. Serotonin? Oh, I don't know, man. That was pretty smooth how you did that, though. Yeah, yeah. But welcome back, and thank you again. This is Matt. And a monk. On Radical Recovery Radio.